Welcome back to Overdue. I'm Mrs. Watts, your Annex Librarian. And I'm Coach Hill, your main building librarian. In today's episode, well, we're just happy to be back. talking about books written by Madeline Miller. Yeah, we each had one. We each had one. They both have to do with Greek mythology. I um, think she studied that or something. I didn't totally I think so read her too. bio, but I, I think that's like her level of, I read it when I of expertise. was in the middle of the book. But um, yeah, she has her BA and MA in classics. Yes. So yes, um, both were written about Greek mythology, but yours comes first before mine. Yeah, so, so let's hear about. Yeah, so I was just looking at the back of this one. It says this one was her first novel. So I read mm-hmm. the Song of Achilles. Okay. Um, and I will readily admit that my knowledge of uh, any mythology uh, is limited to my gameplay of the Age of Mythology Titans expansion um, on the computer. Uh, so I don't have much. <laughs> um, so I didn't really know what I was getting into. And so um, I realized that this book was the story of Achilles um, and the story of his companion, um, romantic partner, best friend, um, Patroclus, if I'm saying his name right. And so the Song of Achilles is the story leading up uh, of those two. Uh, leading up to the Trojan War, mm-hmm. um, and then and then the Trojan War itself, most of it. And so, before I talk more about the book, again, because because my knowledge is so limited, I started reading the Iliad afterwards. Uh-huh. Um, well, I'm reading the graphic novel version because I don't know that I have the level of academia to read <laughs> Homer's actual <laughs> epic, the Iliad, um, and the Iliad. I learned in the kind of the beginning of this book is where is it? So it says, this is not the story of the Trojan war, at least not the whole story that in the Iliad, Homer relates events that took place in the 10th and final year of that war. So the epic is just about the 10th year of the Trojan war. And you get that, you get the 10th year in the song of Achilles, but Uh it's maybe like two thirds or three quarters of the way into the book before that happens. Yeah. So this is, this is, the story leading up to that focused on Achilles. The Iliad is really focused on there's a rift between Achilles um, and and the king Agamemnon. Um, and that's kind of what the Iliad focuses on, whereas the Song of Achilles, like I said, is really more about Achilles from being a child yeah. all the way up until uh, the Trojan War um, and kind of living out his his prophecy as, as foreseen by the gods. Um, it took me a minute to get into the rhythm of the book, Mm-hmm. Um, but once I did, uh, the, it, it got to a point where I just kept reading it and reading it and reading. It. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Good. Um, you know, whereas in the Iliad, you, you learn about Achilles as a, as a, you know, the greatest Greek warrior of all time and, and whatnot. Uh, and, and he very much is that in the song of Achilles also, um, in the song of Achilles, there's also much more of an emphasis, partly due to the narration of Patroclus. Um, there's much more of a focus of Achilles just as a person. That's uh, nice. Yeah. Uh, and not just his, his, what he's known for. Right. You still get that in this book. Uh-huh. Um, and then I also learned, I'll just make one more note. Uh, when I was reading the Iliad, there was a footnote on a page that said, Troy, you know, the, as in the Trojan War, Troy is also known as Ilium, Ilion, and Ilios. 
in honor of its founder, King Ilos or Elos. Oh. And then it says, the Iliad means roughly the song of Ilium. And then my book is called The Song of Achilles. Oh, cool. Um, and so I just made that little bit of a connection there as yeah. I was reading as I was reading the Iliad. That's awesome. One difference that I've noticed when reading the Iliad is that Patroclus, who again is the narrator of the book that I read, um, is very much uh, very much Achilles' partner. Uh-huh. Right? They're they're romantically involved, yes. they're best friend like and in the Iliad, um, they're they're very close friends. Um, um, and I try not to give too much away here, so I just had to stop myself. But uh, you don't you don't quite get that There's, at least in this graphic novel version. Uh-huh. I don't know if I were to read the actual epic if if uh, that would be true or not. That would be interesting. But it was a really it was a really once I got going once I kind of got into the rhythm. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I really enjoyed the book. Yeah, it was really well written. I'm glad. Um, yeah. Yeah. And also much like the Iliad, where you don't the Iliad doesn't give you the end of the Trojan War. Mm-hmm. Um, nor does well the Song of Achilles kind of does, but not in detail. After a certain point, it just says like almost in one page, and then this happened, and then you know there's the Trojan horse, and right. blah blah blah, and then that's it. Right. Um, but it was a really good book. Okay. Yeah. So, and I think yours picks up after the Trojan War. Kind of. Okay. So I have a character from the Trojan War that kind of comes in, maybe like. Two thirds of the way through my book. Oh, okay. So mine is really just about gods and goddesses and nymphs and just their whole world and the um, kind of relationships between them all. So my main character was Cersei, and it's it's really just her story. Um, it it's told from her perspective, from beginning to end, and all that she went through. And she was born. Um, to the the god of the sun and Helios. Helios, yes. And that's new knowledge for me. <laughs> it was for me too reading the book. Honestly, so side note, this book did a really good job of explaining all of these gods and characters that you just kind of hear about, you know, passing by. So um I really appreciated that in the way the book was written. But Cersei, she's daughter of Helios and one of the many children of Helios, and she's just not looked on with favor. And she kind of just sits at his feet and takes him in and adores him for the majority of her childhood. And then um, she also has this just different, um, I call it kindness. I don't, I don't know if that's what it was meant to be portrayed as or not. But to me, it was just this kindness to. Um, to people who are looked on very poorly by the gods. And so she kind of notices her different perspective and eventually she gets banned from, from their world and their kingdom and is banned or is exiled to this Island where she's supposed to remain for the entire entirety of her life um, by herself. And on this Island, she really um, kind of finds what she's made of and finds this new life. And then, about two thirds of the way through Odysseus comes, comes to her Island and, um, and that kind of puts a twist into things. They become romantically involved and eventually he has to leave to return home to his family and they've, they've got a child together now. And so then there's the story of her raising the child without Odysseus knowing. And, and then he, um, their son goes to find him and I'm not going to say any more about it Mm -hmm. because it, it's, just a, you need to read for yourself. And Odysseus is also a major character, uh, both in the book that I read uh-huh. and in the an Iliad. interesting character. Yeah, he's he's described in both my in the novel that I read and in the Iliad as um, 
like a very strategic person. Yes. Yes. As a, yeah. Very much so. Like known for his like wits almost. Very much so. And honestly, Cersei, this goddess kind of is too. I mean, she's very crafty. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great book. I'm not doing it justice just sitting here talking about it. it was one probably the best book I read in 2021. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was great. Um, and then much like you, I had the Odyssey graphic novel by Gareth Hines um, that I did not get to finish because my husband saw it and started reading right. it. So I had to grab it back from him. But it focuses very much on Odysseus and his journey and his um I believe it's his journey home. His journey from home. From the Trojan War. Yes, right? but he's angered the sea god Poseidon. And so he's basically facing all these trials and travails to get home. Gotcha. So that's what um, that book is about. And so, search. Was there any overlap? Very, very little. Like yeah. minute. Yeah. So Sounds like mine had a little more overlap than yours. I think, did. I think it did. Yeah. It yes. definitely wasn't the whole book, but there was, I mean, there were. Yeah. Both yeah. great books, though. I yes. mean, a great way to end. Our year. Yeah. It was, a, it was a good read. Yeah, absolutely. I'm struggling now with where do I put it? Cause I had it in fiction, but I, yes. does it just, it belongs in the two nineties, right? It belongs in mythology, right? So. Like it's a book about mythology. It is. I think the part of me that struggles with putting it there is because I don't think students will look in that section and I so sure. badly want them to read it. And I think like so, the narrative format of it also yes. for me, that's, that's part of my struggle. Not absolutely. that, uh, you know, the epics aren't narratives because uh-huh. they are, but they're, I don't know. They're classics, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that the narrative format of it makes me struggle putting it there, but Absolutely. I'm, I'm not sure where else it fits. No, I would agree 100%. Yeah. So yeah. if you're interested in either of these mm-hmm. and it, and you don't have to read the song of Achilles before you read right. Circe. Mine did not refer to yours or, right. or they are in chronological order, mm-hmm. but you don't need the first one before you read the second one. Right. But if you're interested in them, it sounds like we'll be having them in the two nineties. We will. In the mythology section. So uh, moving into moving into the new year here, we're going to preview books that um, that we're going to read next. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, as we've been doing, um, we're going to hear a little book preview from a White House high school student. Hello, I am Riker Staples and my book is Monument 14 Savage Drift by Amy Laybourne. And I will be reading from chapter 13, Dean. Captain McKinley was driving a large military passenger transport truck. A canvas cover was pulled taut over metal supports that arched overhead, sort of like a covered wagon. Two benches ran on either side. We piled in the back. Hey, he said to us through the open back window of the truck head. Any problems getting out? No, Nico told him. He drove towards the base. At any moment, I expected, I don't know, guards to fire or a cop car to come screeching out of the dark. But it was still moonlit night. The wind picking up, the autumn leaves a bit. Quiet. Before he turned the corner to head into the base, McKinley stopped and typed a message into his mini-tab. He got an immediate answer. I have a friend at the gate, he told us. He turned toward the base then and waved at the guy on duty. The guard patted the hood of the truck as McKinley slowed. Didn't see you, man, he told McKinley. Didn't see you at all. Carry on. Thanks, Ty. And we were on the base. McKinley drove the truck right onto the landing strip where this huge helicopter waited for us. This wasn't the same machine that had rescued us from the Greenway. That one had been slick and state-of-the-art. This was more of an army standard issue. No frills. McKinley parked the truck with a screech of the brake. Now listen, he said. I'm going to open the side door. I want you to keep low and hustle right in. I've got two friends here. 
One was at the gate, the others working the tower. But there are people who will stop us if they see you. There are guards, and there is brass, so be quick about it. He got out of the truck cab and went over and opened the door to the chopper. We all scooted down towards the back of the truck, getting ready to dash. Let's go, we heard his voice. We filed onto the moonlit tarmac and ducked down, scurrying into the chopper. Nico went first and his feet on the rugs sounded like gongs clanging. I looked around and sure soldiers would have heard. No. One by one we filed into the chopper where we were all just jammed inside. There was nowhere to go. Geez, move in, Jake whispered, pushing in behind me. Heavy netting made out of thick bands of black nylon was strung from the ceiling to floor, and behind it boxes were stacked, nearly overflowing into the tiny amount of space we had. There were two jump seats that didn't have boxes stacked in front of them. The seats were facing each other. McKinley shut the door. Okay, good. We're doing well, McKinley said, climbing into the cockpit. He craned to look over his shoulder. Maybe not enough room back there, huh? Well, Jake, come up here. That's first off. Jake carefully edged past us to step over the hand shifters and levers in the cockpit. He got shotgun and didn't even call it. Astrid gets one seat and one of you gets the other. The third has to sit on the floor, McKinley called back. You take the seat, Nico told me. My legs are shorter anyway. We can take turns if you like, I said. I buckled myself in. Astrid put her legs to one side and I put mine to the other. And Nico somehow found space for his butt between our feet. He sort of rested his head on my knees, as a joke. Comfy? I asked him. More or less. Meanwhile, in the cockpit, McKinley was radioing the tower. Delta 9, Bravo 7, ready for takeoff. So we'll finish up by talking about the books that we're going to read next. Uh, so I just finished reading, or both of us just finished reading a non-YA um, so I know that I'm going to go back to YA. I might do a little mm -hmm. bouncing back and forth here. At least that's the idea that I have in my head. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm going to read The Inheritance Games by, I just looked at the author, sorry, Jennifer Lynn Barnes. Uh, this is a book that is on the VSBA finalist lists, uh, finalist list, excuse me. Um, it's actually one of three. It's the first one in a series of three, but just the first one is on the the VSBA list. Mm -hmm. um, it's a It's a mystery thriller from what I understand. Um, and that's about all I know. So I'll talk well, about it Well, when you said the time. title, I was kind of jealous. I was like, oh man, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Something a little fast paced, yeah. you know? Yeah. At least I'm hoping. It's got to be good. I mean, I've read, I've read a handful of books from the VSBA list and I've enjoyed all of them. Um, so I don't see why, why this one would be any different. Absolutely. I mean, that they're finalists for a reason. So yeah, absolutely. What are you picking up? Well, when, when I was thinking about this episode and, you know, I know we were going to have to pick a new book, um, January is when the Will Morris, I think it's Will Morris, Morris Awards come out and it's for like new authors that are debuting. And so that I'm going to pick a book from last year's list, okay. a finalist from last year. It's called Woven in Moonlight by Isabel Ibanez. I'm sorry if I say that wrong. Um, and it's, it looks like it's fantasy and romance and definitely YA. So I'm, I, I'm excited. The cover yeah. is interesting. I think I've actually talked about this on a podcast before. I think before. you have also. You've, you've um, shown interest in it before. Yes. So I'm going to give it a shot. Cool. Yeah. I know we're about to sign off, but before we do, I just think our listeners should know uh, that if you're listening to this on the day it airs, this Wednesday, that tomorrow is Mrs. Watt's birthday. Uh, so if you're listening, you should come up and, and wish her a happy birthday. Or even if you listen late. <laughs> 
You can come up and wish her a belated happy birthday. Happy birthday, friend. Thanks, man. That was unexpected. I appreciate it. (laughs) Oh, it's another year. Let's do it. Right now, it's time for us to check out. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at BDP underscore library. Check out our YouTube channel, BDP Library, for book talks and vlogs and shares with a friend. And now that we're back on track, check back with us every other Wednesday for the next episode of Make Time to Read. Thanks for listening.